9 o'clock, and it's Tuesday, which means it's time for Mav Day. We talk with Colorado Mesa coaches and athletes. Coming up, we'll speak with the skipper Chris Hanks. Maverick baseball team opens up RMAC play, defense of their RMAC championship. When they host Metro State starting on Friday, we'll uh, talk to Chris Hanks in a moment. Also, Megan Boti, coach of the CMU softball team, and Colorado Mesa men's basketball coach Mike DeGeorge to get ready for the South Central region in Canyon, Texas, when they take on Angelo State coming up on Saturday. And you saw, what, uh, 6.30 for that was the time that you saw earlier, Buckeye? Yes, that's okay. what I saw. So we'll talk with Mike DeGeorge coming up later on this hour. But right now it's time to talk some Maverick baseball with the skipper, Chris Hanks. Talking CMU baseball with Mav skipper Chris Hanks on the team. And with us right now, the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, Chris Hanks. Good morning, Chris. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Doing well. Doing well, Chris. And uh, your team getting in that uh, final non-conference uh, series against Montana State Billings. You end up taking three out of four in that series against Montana State Billings. And, uh, you know, lost that, that final game against uh, the Yellow Jackets. But uh, I don't want to talk about uh, some, you know, some guys that really stepped up and played well during uh, that series, and let's talk about Liam Hohenstein. We, you mentioned him a little bit uh, when we previewed that series with Montana State Billings. Uh, the young freshman got the start for you in that game to, to open up that series. He went the four innings, gave up uh, six sets, a couple of runs, but uh, I know that uh, he didn't get the win in that uh, in that game, but uh, you liked what you saw from him, I'm sure. Uh, likewise for Jeff Rogers, your pitching coach, what you saw from Liam Hohenstein. Yeah, you know, uh, the thing about Liam, he's a young guy, and uh, more than anything else, he just pitches with such great presence. You know, he's uh, a kid that pitches 88 to 92 miles an hour. Uh, He's highly competitive. He's got a good slider, and uh, as we say, he's just young enough to not know any better, you know. So we figured he could handle that that one slot opening up, and uh, we're leaning towards doing the same thing this weekend and starting the series off with him on the mound. And then that first game, too, uh, Kennedy Hara for you, the uh, the young freshman from Hawaii, uh, ends up hitting a grand slam in that game. And so for Kennedy Hara, uh, a, a nice start to the week when uh, when he was able to, to to crush that grand slam. Yeah, you know, and he's uh, he's another special young freshman. He's a, he's a name that I think people are going to hear uh, about for years to come. He Unfortunately, in the series, he... Uh, he pulled his hamstring, so we don't know at this point whether he's going to be available for this upcoming series. Chris Hanks, coach of the Cover Mesa Mavericks baseball team, as we mentioned with uh, Liam Hohenstein uh, getting that start in the first game. You want to take a, a little different approach, you and Jeff Rogers, with your rotation. How do you feel that played out in what you saw from uh, the, the tweaks that you made in your rotation? Well, I think it's good. You know, one of the things we're trying to set up for is to get. Uh, possibly can in handy in uh, one of the seven inning games as we go into conferences the double header days uh are two are two sevens uh, and what that effectively does if cannon can pitch well he has a chance to pitch a complete game and it helps us manage our bullpen you know and keep wear off the bullpen uh so uh, at least initially that's the plan and we may even move uh uh jacob Rhodes from the fourth slot into the third slot as we're Looking at the guys who have, I guess, pitched most efficiently to this point. Cameron Asa baseball coach Chris Hanks with us today on the Team Sports Network. Mavericks right now 9-6 and six on the season. 
as they take on Metro State uh, starting Friday at that uh, series over at uh, the Diamond of the Bergman Sports Complex. Metro State, uh, they've got off to a sensational start this season, Chris. Uh, right now, Metro State with a 15-3 and record. And in the NCBWA South Central Region poll this week, uh, Metro State uh, ranked 13th nationally last week. But when you look at that, uh, that re- the regional rankings, the, the number two team in that poll, I should say, that South Central poll, your team's currently fourth in that poll. So uh, a couple of teams that are your team and, of course, Metro State getting some recognition in the South Central region, but also from a national standpoint as well with, uh, with Metro State and your Mavericks uh, opening things up on Friday. Yeah, you know, Metro has a very good club. They have their entire club back from last year pretty much where we're the opposite. Uh, we lost the bulk of our club, and we we have a new team, and uh, a new team we're trying to get to understand. Uh, they're talented, uh, but we have a big task at hand this weekend. You know, if people come out this weekend, I think they'll see a highly competitive series, uh, probably a very intense series, uh, and they're going to see, I think, uh, really good teams on both sides of the field. And a former Maverick now playing over at Metro State, Tanner Garner. He's got off to a, a really strong start for them, Chris. Uh, Garner right now hitting 508 on the season with four home runs. He's uh, one of their top home run hitters and one of their, their top hitters right now. Well, you know, uh, Tanner's a talented young man. He's obviously uh, uh, a kid that uh, we, we didn't ever want to leave our program, but uh, as the internal dynamics of any team dictate what's most important. It was just a situation where uh, he was no longer going to fit with our philosophy and our program. And I wish him nothing but the best, but we will have to contend with him. I I really feel as though he got uh, his training here at Colorado Mesa, and now we're going to have to combat that. Chris Hanks, coach of the Colorado Mesa Mavericks baseball team with us uh, as a Mavericks career to take on Metro State to open up uh, conference play on Friday. And uh, when you look from a uh, at a pitching standpoint right now, uh, Chris uh, Jack Slominski, who's from Scottsdale, Arizona, he was a Grand Canyon, a transfer, a right-handed pitcher, six two one ninety. Slominski's been uh, their best pitcher to start the season. He's off uh, with a to a start where he's won four games. He's four and zero with an ERA under four right now. Yeah, he's a good pitcher. He's actually a young man we also recruited, and when push came to shove. Uh, uh, he chose uh, to go to Metro State. And so, you know, we in, in the recruiting world, we run across a lot of these kids. There's a lot of cross-recruiting, and, you know, kids make decisions to go to different schools. So he's a kid we're somewhat familiar with, uh, but we do know we'll have our hands full uh, facing him. Chris Hanks, coach of the Cover Mesa Mavericks baseball team with us today on the Team Sports Network. I just want to go back to uh, the last weekend one more time, Chris, when you took three out of four against Montana State Billings. And uh, the weekend that uh, Harrison Rogers Harry had for your ball club, uh, and of course the the PA gig on Saturday night, uh, you unfortunately lost that game, but uh, gave him time to get over and do his PA duties for the Armac basketball tournament. But uh, Harrison Rogers off to a really good start for your team offensively right now. Yeah, you know Harrison is a, a leader of our team, uh, a great young man, talented, uh, and you know when he's playing well, we generally play well. So. Uh, we'll need him to step up this weekend and get some hits and play some good defense. And if he does, uh, that'll make you know our job as a team a little bit easier. Of course, catch the Mavericks coming up on Friday. We'll have the game right here on the team. CMU Sports Network pregame uh, right around 3.15, first pitch at 
as the Mavericks uh, take on Metro State to open up defense of uh, the Armac Championship for Colorado Mesa. Once again, first pitch at 3.30. And if you've not been out to the Diamond of the Bergman Sports Complex, this is the time to do it. Get out there. should be a great opening series to begin conference play uh, this Friday at the Diamond of the Bergman Sports Complex. Once again, we'll have the game here on the Team CMU Sports Network with first pitch at 3.30. Chris, always appreciate the time. Thank you so much, and good luck coming up on Friday and this weekend with Metro State. Appreciate it, guys. Have a great day. You too. Take care. That's Chris Hanks, coach of the Colorado Mesa baseball team. All right, 908, Jim along with the Buckeye boy today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Text or call us today, 970-242-1340. Let's see what we have else we have on the text line today. Um, I believe uh, Broncos, Sarge, is that the picture of Miles Sanders, isn't it? Uh, I'm sure. It might be. I don't. I don't know the running back for the Eagles. That yeah, yeah. Could could be a free agent acquisition is that for who the Broncos. Twenty six is on the Eagles. I believe that's. I believe that's who that is. So yeah, that's a possibility. My encyclopedic knowledge of everybody's <laughs> numerical Number. roster. Let me. Let me just. That is indeed Miles Sanders. Ding, ding, ding for you. No. But it looked like to me. Yeah. Anyway, text your call is nine seven zero two four two thirteen forty. You really want to bring in a feature back, though? Because you feel like you've got your feature back, even though he's yeah damaged at the moment. That's that's that the problem. More of a Boston Scott type role than a if we're going to Eagles running backs than Miles Sanders. Right. That's where David Montgomery would mm-hmm. be a good complement. He'd be a good fit. Yes, because he could be that that change of pace guy. Mm-hmm. Catching balls out of the backfield, not that Javante can't do that as yeah. well. I mean, but... you're not going to get the Eagles' second leading rusher because you already have a quarterback. <laughs> you already... so... Well, that you might get him in a couple of years. If Russ doesn't stop bothering Drew Brees, yeah. And Brees doesn't stop Leave bothering Sean Drew Baden. Alone. <laughs> Leave Drew Brees alone. Russ, stop, stop bothering him, Russ. Stop. Yeah. Stop bogging him. He didn't actually get hit by lightning, Russ. It was a bit. He's fine. That Drew Brees commercial. Oh, that's right. Yeah, where he... Yeah. Which was like I got hit by lightning. Right, because it was a lightning bets type deal for whatever bet Fred or whatever he was on. Does does, does Drew Brees goes out on the patio. Russ is sitting there on the patio. Hey, Drew. binoculars. Hey, Drew. Hey, Drew. And it's... He's waving from across the way. Drew. Drew, Drew Brees comes out of the shower. Yeah. There, Russ is standing there in his bathroom. Mm-hmm. Here, would you like your towel? They tried to play catch, and neither can make the divide. It's just like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh. I, I just okay. When I read that story, it's like so that's annoying him to the point that that would be a reason why mm-hmm. Sean Payton wouldn't want Russell Wilson back. And you know that because he's bothering Drew Brees. To me, this is. This is what's going to drive the NFL under. It's not the fact that the NFL is this behemoth and they try to have something every month, whether it's the combine or, you know, franchise tag day, the start of free agency, the draft, this and the mini camps, you know, mandatory OTA, this whole thing. The oversaturation of the game is not going to come from the game. It'll come from, you know, there's a hundred people that cover 
the Broncos, for instance. Right. And it'll be stories like Sean Payton doesn't like Russell Wilson because Russell Wilson bothers a player that used to play for Sean Payton too much. It's like, so? Like, everybody has that one friend where, or you're that one friend, where it's kind of a one-way street, right? You wait for them to come to you or you're always the one reaching out to them. That may just be what it is. Maybe it's the Russ always wants to talk to Drew, and Drew is, like, just waiting for Russ because he knows it's going to be about two or three days, and then boom, and then there's a notification from Russ. Russ poked you on Facebook or whatever. Like, exactly. Do they still do that? I, I don't know. know. Like, I, Russ, I Russ liked your post. He's sending you memes on Instagram, TikTok links, this whole thing. It's just going to be a couple days, and Drew's, like, talking to Sean Payne. He's like, man, this guy every day is sending me stuff. And then the game of telephone happens. Like, man, Russ talks to Drew Brees every day. And Drew's just like, man, just one day, let me spend time with my kids. And then it's like, oh, Russ is bothering Drew Brees way too much. And Sean Payton doesn't want him to come back. And that may not be actually at all what's happening. I, I just think that there's this now there's this, this tendency mm-hmm. to find anything that's negative about Russell Wilson and anything that casts him in a bad light. Right. In regard to Sean Payton and how Sean Payton views him. I have very little hesitation to do that myself. You know that? This one's kind of dumb. <laughs> like, I won't so, even okay, here's the whole this one. Matthew Barry from the 23 things he learned at the Combine. It's or occasionally number, there's, okay. um, well, I guess 2023. Oh, well, okay. That, Not so random then, apparently. Okay. That's, that's the way I took it. Speaking of big name quarterbacks coming off down years, because he was referring to talking about Matthew Stafford before that, more than one person mentioned to me that Russell Wilson is basically on a one year audition. There's no way Denver can cut him this year, but next year, when the dead cap hit, would certainly be bad, but it could be spread out over two years and wouldn't be franchise crippling, said one source. I don't think Sean Payton likes Russ. He's got one year to prove himself, or Payton will move on. The source pointed out that Peyton has said multiple times in public on the record how Russell keeps bothering Drew Brees. Peyton tries to play it off for a laugh, but my source doesn't think Peyton actually thinks it's funny. So, everything up to the quote is accurate, right? Yeah, that's... that's that, The cap casualty yeah, is massive this year. It may not be that great next year. If he sucks again, he's probably gone anyway. All that's accurate. And then it's just this source prognosticating what he believes Sean Payton might think about a guy who he maybe hasn't had too many conversations with as his boss. They had dinner. Uh, I can't remember what it was. Peyton and Russ had dinner. It was Super Bowl week. Yeah, Super Bowl week. But they, they had it, together. like, with John Elway was there or somebody with the Somebody. A third. Joe Montana. Joe Montana was with them, yeah. So, all right. So, they've had dinner once. And this source claims he believes he knows what Sean Payton's thinking based on not what Sean Payton says, but what exactly. So okay, here let's for some. If you have you know, tangible... for some, some some background here on what okay, here's what Peyton actually said. If I can, if you mind me, just I'm sure, gonna, go ahead. I coached Russell in the Pro Bowl. 
Peyton recalled this while making the rounds on Radio Row, head of the Super Bowl. It's a very small community where you get to know these guys. He lives really close to Drew at Del Mar, California. Drew said, Russell's wearing me out. I said, Drew, we're going to give you a little spot in the program. We'll call you Senior Assistant of Del Mar. That's where Drew lives. And so that's what he has said about it. So based on that, this source thinks that Sean doesn't like Russ because Russ is bothering a third party in this conversation, Drew Brees. Which, yes, Sean Payton joked about. But also, I think Sean Payton is a grown-up enough to tell Drew or Russ, you guys have beef, you got to settle it. This is not, what are you telling me for? Right. Like, Like, Russ talking to Drew about how to best play with Sean Payton's system and therefore make both of them a lot of money and maybe gold jackets is bothering Sean Payton to the point he's going to maybe get rid of Russ? How the hell does that track? You know me, I'm not shy of criticizing Russell Wilson for his goofy nature. But 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 how does this track? Is Wilson on a one-year audition? Yes. Yeah, yeah, probably so. For this? (laughs) No, but not this is stupid. Because the way that the way that is laid out, correct me if I'm wrong, it's laid out like he's bothering Drew, and Drew's bothering me to tell me that Russ is bothering him, and so that annoys me. So I'm not sure I want I want this guy to play quarterback after this year. Is Sean Payton really? going to take such a cap hit strictly to appease Drew Brees? Or that they, because he's annoyed that Drew keeps calling him or texting him saying, hey, Russ keeps wearing me out. And you know what that's going to do? If Sean cuts him, Russ is going to call Drew. Like, what did, what did I do? What did I not do for to, to please Sean? How do you? Well, I did all these. He's going to bother him <laughs> just as much. I just feel like you're. This there, there is people, what's going to kill the NFL. Yeah, the, looking for gossipy crap like this. Mm-hmm. We, we both agree. The audition part is true. Yes. That is true. The rest is as dumb, if not more dumb, than a four-day darkness retreat. <laughs> that you only go to for that two days. That you only go to for two and a half days. <laughs> it is I just, yeah, that I, I, level of absurd. I just, I just think it's ridiculous that that would bother him so much. We're going to put our that, franchise into salary cap hell because he's bothering a former employee of mine. And that guy's bothering me. And that guy's bothering me. It doesn't even say that. No, but it's just... That's the assumption we're making. Because he makes the comment that Drew called Sean. Right. And said, and Bree said, hey, he's wearing me out. And so you think, okay, is he? Is it because now Drew Brees is calling Sean Payton all the time saying, mm-hmm. hey, Russ keeps calling me all the time. Yeah. What do you want me to do about this? This is like this is the childish stupid stuff I agree that that that's just that, like like it's middle school. The source believes Peyton thinks. There's two words in there that leave a lot of room for doubt. Yeah. And then multiplied means this may not even be true. Yeah, when when this yeah, that's that's an excellent point where the source 
thinks this is how Sean Payton feels. Yeah. Well, okay, I can I can think I can think that too by reading that and going, I wonder if wonder if uh, Drew Brees calling Sean Payton all the time annoys mm-hmm. him. Or if that annoys him. Or if that annoys him about Russ. My source I can tells think me and, I think this source is dumb. My source and sources mm-hmm. concur with your sources. Yeah, a person with a knowledge of the situation <laughs> believes that we both think this is absolutely a stupid st- story. Really, a stupid story that <laughs> we've spent a lot of time talking about. All right, nine twenty. Well, let's talk something like actually good to have. Okay, well, let's Mav talk softball. Mav softball. Megan Boti will join us next on the Jim Davis Show. It's Mav Day on the Team Sports Network. I listen to the Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader. Whoever suggested that has got to be smoking crack and plenty of it. Whoa. The Team. Get in the locker room with Colorado Mesa Sports. This is Mav Day on the Team. And joining us on the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, she's the coach of the Colorado Mesa softball team, Mercedes Boti joins us. Mercedes, appreciate the time. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing fine. Uh, good series. Wish you could have got all four games in, but Mother Nature had other plans in that uh, series against Adams State. But uh, you, you opened up with a, a close game. You pick up a 13-10 to win against them. Then you win by the run rule, 22-5. to And then another run rule game, 15-1, to uh, to wrap things up on Sunday. And then the, the win got where it really picked up, and you couldn't play that that second game, uh, that final game of the, the four-game set. But... Uh, Overall, I have to be pleased the way your team performed against the Grizzlies this past weekend. Yeah, the first game, um, our pitchers definitely gave up a lot of hits. Um, they just kept the ball up a little bit, and we talked about it. Um, we knew we'd score a lot of runs. So um, even if they didn't have their best day, we knew we'd still outscore them, uh, which we did. And then they really changed it around for the next two games and did a lot better. Um, man, our bats just came alive. Um, it's the highest softball field in the country over there at Adams, so... The ball definitely flies out pretty well, um, and we saw definite evidence of it. But I think as a team, we hit over 500 on the weekend. Um, singles, doubles, triples, home runs, you know, a little bit of everything. Um, and it was great. It would have been awesome to play a fourth game. Still a little mad we didn't get that fourth game in. Um, yeah, it was windy, um, but it wasn't horrible. And it was a turf field. I think it was the best place for a windy game, but... Um, it was kind of out of our control when the umpires deemed it kind of unsafe. So uh, we got home earlier, so that part was nice. <laughs> yeah, well, you got on the road a little bit quicker and got back to Grand Junction after uh, winning uh, three games in that that series. Uh, Megan Boti, Cutter Mesa softball coach, with us on the Team Sports Network. Uh, you mentioned uh, you know the, the altitude and how the ball's flying out of there. Aislinn Sharp hit a couple of your uh, five or two of your five home runs in that final game, and then Ava Fugate. Doing something that, that hasn't happened that often in Maverick history, she hit two triples in the same game, and I believe she becomes, what, the fifth player in uh, program history to do that. So uh, uh, yeah, she's the fifth Maverick to hit two triples in a single game. So uh, a couple of outstanding performances by both of those players in that final game. Yeah, it was. Um, we, the fences are a little bit further, um, and I think the turf field, the ball just gets out there a little quicker. So anything that was kind of hit to – right field or right center triples were um, a lot easier to get than kind of on a normal field and Aislinn Sharp even had an in the park home run uh, kind of down the third base line that last game and third base or left fielder comes in and dives for it misses it and it just rolls all the way to the fence and um, our girls you know I told them hey we can try to take extra bases this weekend we just need to hustle the whole time 
you start slowing down, you know, I'll stop you. But let's let's be aggressive and see if we can get those extra bases. And we definitely did. Mercedes Bochy, coach of the Mavericks softball team, with us on the Team Sports Network. I know something we talked about with you, uh, Mercedes, before the start of the season was all that pitching you lost from last year and developing the, the pitchers you have this year, like a Kennedy Viss that was at Central High School previously. How's that looked so far for your softball team in terms of what you're seeing from your, your pitchers in the circle? We've asked our pitchers to really trust our defense um, and know we're going to be a good hitting team. The bats were a little slow the first uh, week or two, which is kind of typical early season. And we faced better pitching in our first two tournaments. Um, but at, pitchers are getting better. Um, if we can have a team ERA uh, below three, I think we're closer to four right now. I think below three, we're going to win most of our games. Um, Kennedy Miss, she's throwing a lot of balls right now, but her actual um, opposing batting average is really low. So it's kind of wildly effective right now. Um, hoping that consistency goes up, and it has, you know, every week. So um, I see big things for her. Try not to put too much pressure on her because um, we'll need her, um, you know, in six, seven weeks once we start playing some of those tougher RMAC teams. Mercedes Bochy, coach of the Mavericks softball team, with us today on the Team Sports Network. So right now, Carbona Mason 9-2, and two, uh, currently in, in third place in the RMAC, 11-8 and eight overall. Cover Christian and Metro State have both got off to twelve and zero starts so far. So both those teams, uh, Mercedes, have uh, got to the gate very quickly. Uh, not just in RMAC play, but uh, but also have got off to good starts this season as well with Cover Christian at twenty two and two overall. Um, yeah, and we knew those teams would do well. And kind of how the RMAC is scheduled this year, we play all those upper teams in the conference our last four weeks or so. Um, which is nice because our team can kind of grow um, with that young pitching staff and really have our team being new, um, grow through every series and really be prepared better um, later on in the season and really help us prepare for playoffs. Uh, we're going to get there, and, yeah, we're going to drop uh, a game or two here and there, but the goal is to win every series, um, place is hopefully first or very high for the conference tournament, and we told our girls, hey, big goal is to win that conference tournament. We didn't last year, and our season ended, so let's get that big picture. That's our goal this year. Well, after going to Alamosa, you head back down south once again. This time you go to uh, Las Vegas, New Mexico. You play New Mexico Highlands starting this Saturday in a four-game uh, in, uh, in a series down there where you take on uh, Highlands through Sunday. And when you look at uh, the standings right now, New Mexico Highlands playing uh, playing fairly well right now. Uh, Highlands uh, off to a, a pretty good start this season in terms of uh, their conference record at six and five, ten and nine overall. So you face a quality cowgirls team when you head down to Las Vegas, New Mexico uh, this weekend. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say high quality team. I think they've played you know some of those teams that are um, more their level, okay. um, and they've played them well. Um, we we're going to go down there as long as we get the job done. Um, we should win, and we should win by a lot. Um, of course, I said that against Black Hills, and we dropped the game by one run. Um, but we didn't get the job done. So focus this week is um, feeling good hitting, um, being crisp on defense, and pitchers getting ahead and throwing a lot of strikes. Offensively this season, uh, they're currently hitting with 242 right now, so it's it's not been an exactly a, an explosive offense for the Cowgirls. Uh, Cameron Ziegler for them has had a, a good season. She leads them in hits with, with 41, and in terms of uh, home runs, uh, uh, Heaven Medina has uh, has hit seven home runs this season. So Medina's got a little bit of pop in their lineup. 
Yeah, and um, every RMAC team is going to have a handful of girls that are good, um, which makes sense. So once you make sure to keep those kids off base, um, things get a little easier. Um, not not like you should take everybody lightly, but um, we know that we're the better team. We just need to, to play like it. Um, and, again, I think we'll have a lot of success and, and come back with four wins. All right, that series once again starts Saturday at noon at uh, Las Vegas, New Mexico. The uh, Maverick women's softball, Maverick softball team heading down to uh, take on New Mexico Highlands. Appreciate the time, Mercedes, as always, and best of luck to you and the Cover Mesa softball team this weekend. All right, thank you very much. All right, Mercedes Boti, coach of the Maverick softball team, with us uh, on the program today. So, record's not bad. Apparently, the competition. Cal- caliber of competition the Highlands has faced, Mercedes has been digging a little deeper well. into that than than I did. Not exactly great. Yeah. So uh, they'll start that uh, four-game set coming up on Saturday. All right, we'll talk with Mike DeGeorge, Maverick men's basketball coach, in a moment as the Maverick basketball team gets ready for the South Central Region Tournament. They got to the championship game last year where, unfortunately, lost to Black Hill State, and Black Hill State went on to Evansville, Indiana, to play in the D2 National Tournament. So we'll talk with Mike DeGeorge coming up in just a moment. It's time right now for... That's the story of the greatest sport moment in all of history. It's time to take a trip back in time. It's this day in sports history. All right, some boxing, 1951. Ezra Charles wins a unanimous 15-round decision over Jersey Joe Walcott. Also on this day, 1974, New Orleans is granted an NBA franchise, which, of course, was the New Orleans Jazz, which eventually became... The Utah Jazz. Mm -hmm. 1987, Thomas Hearns wins his third championship with a 10-round TKO of Dennis Andres. Also on this day in sports history, 1996, Magic Johnson becomes the second NBA player to reach 10,000 career assists. And 2012, Messi becomes the first player to score five goals in a Champions League soccer match. Also on this day, 2015, Kentucky Kentucky first men's basketball team from a major conference with a perfect regular season since 1976. Remember, they're going on that run. It was saying, hey, they could maybe match what Indiana did. Yeah. And it didn't work out that way. Nope. And that was, uh, they had Willie Cauley Stein mm-hmm. on that. That was a that team was a really good basketball team. All right. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Mike DeGeorge, Maverick men's basketball coach, joins us next on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. I'm a big sports addict. I like sports. 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 This is the Jim Davis Show on the Team, 101 FM, 1340 AM, Grand Junction, 102.1 FM, Delta Montrose. Talking Colorado Mesa men's hoops with Mavs coach Mike DeGeorge on the Team. Joining us right now on the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, the head coach of the Colorado Mesa men's basketball team, Mike DeGeorge. Mike, good morning, sir. Morning, Jim. Thanks for having me. Always good to talk with you. And I think you you were Nostradamus after the game on uh, Friday night, after the loss to Mines, when you said that there were some uh, political things, some some interesting things. I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing what you said in regard to who might end up hosting the South Central Region Tournament. And that kind of turned out to be true, didn't it? With uh, West Texas A&M leapfrogging over Ford Lewis, who won the RMAC Tournament Championship for uh, West Texas A&M to get to, get to host this thing. Uh, just I, I said, I just I thought you were you were a prophet on that, Mike. It turned out to be a, a very interesting uh, situation when the 
when the bracket was released on Sunday night? Yeah, uh, I don't know that I'm a prophet as much as I am able to recognize fraud, and that's really what it is. And, uh, you know, it would be interesting to see if the NCAA does anything about it. But what happened was completely wrong, and um, we're hoping there's going to be some protests by the RMAC uh, throughout this week. Um, this isn't the first time this has happened, and uh, this is maybe just the most egregious version of it. And so hopefully um, we can uh, fix this and the NCAA will hold the people accountable that did it. What, what have you heard in regard to this? What, you, what can you tell us about this? And what the explanation um, of, what was the explanation that, yeah, that, of, I mean, what was the explanation yeah. of why? I guess I'll just go with that because I know you're limited on what yeah. you can tell us. But what was no. the explanation of why West Texas A&M over Fort Lewis? There is no explanation. I am going to be on a conference call here in a couple of minutes. Where we're going to try to challenge uh, West Texas on it. So here's what I can tell you. Okay. Is factual. The committee, uh, the regional committee voted for who the seating, and it was unanimous that Fort Lewis was number one. Every matrix uh, number showed that they should be number one. There was no – if you go two through six – kind of depends who you emphasize what numbers you emphasize you can make the case here for this or that or whatever but clearly fort lewis was the number one and everyone voted for that so the head of the regional committee uh is michael mcbroom who's the ad at west texas he's also the head of the national committee so it got sent off to the national committee with uh with fort lewis number one um Anytime your team is involved, you're supposed to recruit yourself from talking. You're not supposed to be able to say anything about your own team. And somehow, at the national level, it was switched. So uh, we don't have an explanation beyond that. Um, and so that's what we're looking to get more information from the NCAA. So yeah. um, the RMAC office is involved, and we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, I know we don't want to spend a ton of time on this. There's only so much you know you you can do on this whole thing. But um, just you know, just just seemed wrong that, that Fort Lewis they win the RMAC championship. They were the number one team in the region, and yet here everybody is in the RMAC traveling to to Canyon, Texas. But uh, for your basketball team, I know a, a disappointing loss uh, to, to Colorado School of Mines, a game that uh, you know a team that you had beat at their place just a, a few weeks ago. You had that opening loss to them to, to open up uh, conference play. And I guess just for your basketball team, outside of Blaze Street and Reese Johnson, just a uh, tough time scoring the basketball this last Friday night against the Ordiggers. Yeah, I mean, part of it was, you know, kind of wasn't our night. But that really wasn't the main thing. The main thing is is that at the offensive end, we had played some lower division teams in the RMAC over the last several weeks. And so after the Mines game at their place, we've started to lose some of the details of how we execute our offense in terms of spacing, how we get into screens, how we get out of them. Uh, and all those little details are exposed when you take, face a team as talented as mine's is. And they're just so well positioned and they're so big. You got to earn every advantage. And uh, we've, we, we got away from earning advantages and just relying on our one-on-one ability. And we got exposed on Friday night and, um, you know, so it's a big week ahead for us to, to fix those problems. The guys are committed to it. We had a great practice yesterday, uh, cleaned a lot of things up, and we're really excited about the week ahead. Mike DeGeorge, coach of the Cutler Mesa men's basketball team, with us today on the Team Sports Network. Uh, Isaac Jessup, I know you, you hope to have him back. What does that look like for Isaac Jessup? 
Uh, there are some positive signs. Uh, we don't know for sure yet, but uh, he's he's on a trajectory where we think uh, we could have him for this weekend, which would be awesome. And um, again, that is one of the one of the issues against teams that defend like mines does is that you know you got to have enough shooting on the floor. And for us, you know that balance of like Isaac's been elite defensively and he's been shooting it at an elite level. And so he didn't need a lot of touches to make shots. Uh, when you got Blaze and Trevor, you know, as your primary guys, you know, those secondary guys have to be able to, to be efficient uh, without a lot of touches, and he was able to do that, and then he, he was one of the elite defenders in our league. So losing him has been a huge factor, and, and so hopefully we get him back. Uh, but if not, there's a lot of things we can fix where we can play way better than we did last weekend. Maverick men's basketball coach Mike DeGeorge with us on the Team Sports Network. What was the message to your guys, Mike, after that game Friday? Well, part of it, I kind of felt bad for him. You know, like, there's just more pressure on at home. They were so excited. And I thought we just competed our tails off at the defensive end. I mean, it was a heck of a defensive effort when your offense is that bad. And so, you know, to stay in the game and to hold them down defensively, hold the 40% shooting, you know, I really thought it was a heck of an effort physically. We just have lost it on offense. And, um, you know, we got to get it back. And so... That was really the only message to him was I was proud of him, and I think we got another level to us, and we got to work to get it back this week. Mike DeGeorge, coach of the Maverick men's basketball team with us, and uh, you get Angelo State to open up the tournament, Mike, and and uh, Kayvon Godwin has been a really good player for them, averaging almost 17 points per game. Uh, they lost by just a point to West Texas A&M in the Lone Star Conference uh, tournament championship game, so... Uh, you open up with uh, the Rams uh, to, to start this tournament. Just uh, your scouting report on what you've seen from Angelo State. Yeah, they're a very talented team, very athletic, and then they just really defend. They're one of the top defensive teams in the country, and they're just one of those teams. They're, they're the opposite of sort of minds. They just kind of get India. They're going to deny away from the ball, and they just really kind of guard their yard. So they're responsible for their guy, and they got to contain and control that guy, and they've been – you know, one of the top defensive teams in the country. So very good athletes uh, that are very committed at the defensive end. And so we're going to have to be better offensively. And, uh, you know, then they have very good athletes, and they're they're kind of similar to me. They're a lot like Texas A&M Kingsville offensively, similar concepts, similar uh, personnel. Uh, but they're just bigger, uh, more physical guys than Kingsville's guards are very small. And so, you know, it'll be a big challenge. And you know, they had West Texas beat in the championship game on Sunday, so they'll come in. They, you know, they were up four with 11 seconds to go and on the free-throw line and lost. So, um, you know, they'll come in both, you know, uh, licking their wounds and fired up uh, ready and, and obviously a very confident group with playing at a high level. I reference Godwin. He's had 74 threes this season. He's their best three-point shooter and a guy that uh, certainly going to have to uh, be uh, cognizant of at the, the three-point line coming up on Saturday. Yeah, and they create those issues for you because they have good athletes. Um, you know, you, your, your instincts are to kind of like, like a Fort Lewis where you just want to kind of contain their drive. But, you know, they also have very good shooting, so you have to be able to get out, get into the ball, stay aggressive to take jumpers away, and then, you know, just be ready as a team to, to, to guard them uh, off the dribble and be rotating and, and playing with high energy, which we did on Friday night. So we got to carry that part over and, and add, add the offense. Maverick men's basketball coach Mike DeGeorge with us today on the Team Sports Network. You got to the regional final last year, lost to Black Hills State to, for them to go on to uh, Evansville to play 
in the national tournament. Uh, when you go back to last year, what are some things you feel like you learned from that experience last year in the regional that maybe helps you this time around? Yeah, I think that, you know, our group is confident. So I don't think losing in the semifinal like we did last year uh, is, is something that we go in shaking, like our confidence is shaken from that loss. I mean, we know that all these teams are great teams, and if we execute, we can beat any of them. And so it's really just about us, you know, staying focused on, on Saturday night and doing everything we can to put the best effort we can against Angelo, you know, and then if we move on, we get ready for whoever we play the next night. And I think our group understands that, and I think that just that experience of last year and really the expectation, you know, you kind of go into these tournaments and you just, if you don't really know what to expect, um, you know, it's a little bit more challenging. But our group's been there before. They've had success, and I think they're excited about the opportunity. They don't want, you know, what happened last Friday to be their last experience of the season. And so, um, you know, we've talked a lot about how, you know, no one will remember what we did in the conference tournament if you go make a run in the NCAA tournament. That'll be the lasting impression that, that we all have on the season. And when you look at the teams in the field, you, you went 1-2 and two against Colorado School of Mines, but you're 3-0 and oh against everybody else. Ford Lewis, Black Hill State, uh, Texas A&M Kingsville, who you faced early on in the season. And so, um, of course, you didn't play Angelo State uh, during the, the regular season, but you've had success. You know these other teams in this region, and, and certainly that has to be a leg up as well. Yeah, I think that is does give us confidence. The other thing, too, is that, you know, we did lose our last game against the Lowe's team against Texas A&M International. It's just kind of a bad energy day for us. It was very difficult travel. But we've, we've won six games in a row prior to that against the Lone Star. So, you know, it's a great league, but we do match up well against uh, the athleticism in that league, and we do create problems uh, for those teams when we really move the ball and it gets popping. And so... You know, we, we know what the formula is. We'll be confident in that formula, and we need to go and uh, be ready to put our best foot forward on Saturday night. All right, Mike, we'll have coverage Saturday night, 630, uh, the South Central Region Men's Basketball Tournament right here on the team, CMU Sports Network. And go give them some heck on that conference call, Mike. All right, sounds good. Hey. We're fired up. We're ready for All right. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. Take care. All right, thanks. All right, Mike DeGeorge, coach of the Maverick Men's Basketball Team. I'm shocked, shocked wow. Wow. to find out that after wow. being voted unanimously, the regional committee headed by West Texas A&M's representative had West Texas A&M as the host for the That region. is absolute shocked, garbage. Shocked to find out that, that, is, that happened, though. That is absolute garbage. Wow. I could almost <laughs> not predict that coming. And I want to be careful there because I don't want I don't want Mike to get into trouble with, with anybody. I, if it was a split vote okay. or close, all right, fine. Unanimous, not one animus. Unanimous. unanimous. Everybody agreed that Fort Lewis was the number one team, and the committee, the national committee, air quotes, with the president recused, air quotes or whatever, ad, put. West Texas A&M first? Okay. NCAA needs to look That's into this. That's definitely this it. Is... All front-range teams away from the Western Slope at all costs. They should have their National Selection Committee look into this, which Absolutely the they West should. Texas A&M guy who heads it will be. That's fine. I don't know. I don't see the problem here. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. Old Chief Wiggum. 
Yeah, nothing to see here, boys. Yeah. Well, we're, we're hosting? Oh. Yeah. I, I didn't even know. I, that, that's uh, no, just... No, I got that, the wrong number. This is 912. Mike's right. That's It's fraud. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's a fraud. Sure, what? we'll help you. Just sit down and wait for detective like I give a damn. What's the point of having a regional committee and voting and all that if you're just going to go, hey, we're going to go to the national office to say, yeah, it's... We're, we're going to host that. We're going to give it to the committee heads team. When it was a unanimous vote that it was somebody else. Yeah. Or Lewis. That was the, was the, the number one team in the South Central region. Now, if it goes the other way, where the head is West Texas's guy, they all vote for West Texas, and then Fort Lewis or Mines or even CMU gets to host it. Yeah, that's kind of hinky too. That's bad. But it doesn't look like just a gigantic screw job because and no one cares to even bother obfuscating at all it's like what was the voting it, it was looked, all unanimous it looked it looked, it looked bad on the surface before you even know what the vote was right yeah. you're going even though it's even a little if you, hinky you're going really hinky. how did how did they decide that west texas a&m barely beats angelo state they were yeah. the number two team fort lewis they win the Armac Tournament Championship. On the road. On the road. They were already the number one team ahead of West Texas A&M before that. How, did, how does that change anything? Why would that change Why would that change how you'd vote? Those outcomes would keep it exactly where it is, right? Yeah. It's where you would think. West Texas A&M, number two. Fort Lewis, number one. This is West Texas A&M, dude. He come from Chicago. That's kind of what this sounds like, right? A Richard M. Daly mayoral vote. <laughs> it's it's just awful. It's just this an absolutely awful. Oh. I'm 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 just floored by it. I am. I'm just absolutely floored by by what what Mike said that they all voted on it. Yeah, they were unanimous. And it didn't. It, it didn't matter. Apparently, to it was what their was their AD. Yeah, I'm I'm shocked, and at the same time, not at all surprised. You know what I mean? Like I am not at all surprised that. Oh, because we had this what a couple three years ago, and we had it for baseball a couple three years ago, where CMU had like what two or three losses on the season, and some nine or ten loss West Texas team. Or West Texas, or you know Texas A and M, Kingsville, or whoever, Angelo, that the tournament had to be held down there for whatever cockamamie reason. Yeah, I, I, I just I can say that right. I didn't just curse on the air, did I? Cockamamie, that's fine. No, cockamamie is no. Oh, okay, good. No, I'm I'm just trying to look up something here. For a second were. there, I'm like I was no. just going and no, I'm you're like, fine. Cockamamie's fine. Like I hope I didn't need the dump button there. No, it's it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Michael McBroom, who used his broom to sweep, sweep away Fort Lewis oh, out of the way, to sweep the Skyhawks out of the and way, then ride it to Evansville, Indiana, or wherever the heck they do the national committee seating, and then quote unquote recuse himself to a different chair in the room. Apparently, recuse my butt. 
I just, I, did, I, I would love to hear what that conversation is going to be like today. I kind of want to go be on call. So, call. so ex- yeah. explain to me, Michael McBroom, how did everybody in the South mm-hmm. Central Region Committee vote for Fort Lewis, but you guys got this? Because yeah. all the votes, every, I'd be look, I'd be angry if I, everybody else had voted. Mm-hmm. I would if I'm if I'm Angelo, whoever whoever's on the committee, Angelo Mines, whoever, whoever. I'd be going. Wait a minute! This is absolute hogwash. This is garbage. Yeah, this is bullcrap. Yeah, the NCAA's got to look into this. And look, and this is this is us. We carry CMU. And we, yeah, it would be nice for the Mavericks to have a mm-hmm. shorter trip, <laughs> a little three-hour yeah. trip down to Durango. Much better than driving all that way to Canyon, Texas. Sure, it benefits the Mavericks. But what's fair is fair, though. And Fort Lewis earned it. They deserved it. Mm-hmm. And they got jobbed by this guy, apparently. By this Michael McBroom. They got jobbed by him. I'd be angry if I'm one of the other schools and I voted and my vote just didn't count because this guy decided, nah, we really should be the ones that are number one. We want to host this. So last year's regional advisory committee for the South Central is the uh, Weasel Michael McBroom, uh, Blake Fickner, Flickner, Lone Star guy, uh, David Spafford at Regis and Prior Orser at Mines. So that was last year's. Yeah, and their expiration years are either this year or next year. Okay. So this might be the advisory committee. I don't know if that's the selection committee or what. Whatever the case may be, if if I'm a, if I'm representing an RMAC school, mm-hmm. I'm losing my mind. I'm hot. I am yeah. hot about this. And also, I'm I'm not crazy about if I'm a Lone Star representative. Hey, wait a minute! Are you going to screw us the next time we deserve to be on there, and you decide you don't you don't think we should be hosting it? What worries me even more is now this enables the next guy, the Lone Star guy, to come to the head of this committee and be like, you know what? Precedent set. Precedent set to give it to my school over who the committee wants. If the NCAA doesn't do anything, which they're not going to do, but. At least give them a chance to do nothing. Wow. Sorry for for Fort Lewis because they they earned it, they deserved it. They should be hosting this weekend. Screw job. Abs- it's it's fraud. Like Mike said, it's absolute fraud that needs to be looked into. But will they? Will they? I I don't know. That's our show for today. Thanks again for joining us. Coming up, Jim Rome. Don't forget Avalanche, San Jose Sharks tonight. Pre-game at 6.30 with Connor McGahee, and he'll join us tomorrow on the program. For the Buckeye Boy, I'm Jim. Have a great rest of your day.